The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's 3.36 on a Monday afternoon. My name is Brenton Dreger, sitting in for Andrew and Jaylen all this week. It is good to be with you once again. Uh, a lot of fun with the uh, licensed insolvency trustees uh, just moments ago here on 630 Ched. And uh, from there we go to, uh, from a licensed insolvency trustees, we go over to an economist. So uh, all the excitement today, uh, Rob Roach from ATB Financial uh, joins us, Director of Insight, Economics and Research. Rob, thanks for making some time for us today. You bet. Thanks, Brendan. Now, I, I, I was just mentioning that you, you, you're kind of following up the licensed insolvency trustee thing, and I joked with them on the air here moments ago. What happens when, you know, you're at a work, uh, when you're at a, you know, a cocktail party of some sort, and people say, "Oh, what do you do?" And you say, "I'm a licensed insolvency trustee." What kind of <laughs> look you get on, <laughs> what kind of look you see on their faces? What's it like being an economist in that regard? Well, it depends how the economy is doing. When it's doing <laughs> relatively well, they're a little bit more welcoming. When it's when it's in the dumps, you're not necessarily the uh, the favorite person. <laughs> okay, okay. So you got to be a, a cheerleader for the economy then to try and boost your own popularity as well. Absolutely. I see. I see. All right. So today, uh, of course, we do this segment every week called the Hoot here on uh, six thirty Ched, and uh, today we wanted to talk a bit about the uh, the construction sector in Alberta. Um, we hear a lot about how, in general, uh, the economy is improving, and with it, we would assume the popularity of economists like yourself. Um, but uh, how how is the construction sector doing right now? What's the the snapshot? Yeah, well, unfortunately, it's it's not a as, as good a news story as the overall economy. Um, a big a big slice of our economic pie in Alberta is construction, about nine percent of the economy and about ten or eleven percent of jobs. So it's an important sector, and uh, it did get hit hard, very hard by the recent recession. Um, unemployment went from about five percent before the recession to about nine percent during. Now, as the economy's uh, gotten better in 2017, we started seeing GDP growing again. Unfortunately, construction hasn't been uh, doing quite as well. Um, and that's where unemployment still last year, even with the economy growing, was still around 9%. And we expect it to stay high as, uh, as throughout 2018. Again, uh, even though the overall economy growing, construction is still going to be struggling a bit. Hmm. So is, is there a, I guess, how closely is the, the, the state of the construction sector tied to the growth of the economy? Like, if you were to graph it out side by side, would the, the rises and falls follow each other? Would there be a lag? Well, in this case, uh, there is going to be a bit of a lag. Um, you know, and it does depend which segment of the construction sector we're looking at. Uh, the residential side, so building of new homes and new condominiums, um, it's going to be better than it was during the recession, so that construction has picked up a bit. But it's not where it was before the recession in 2013, 2014, when things were really booming. So in that case, uh, it is growing along with the economy, but just not where it was um, before the recession. Things are a bit tougher in the commercial side. We know that in Calgary and Edmonton, there's a lot of vacant office space. Um, and a lot of new office space has been built and was continued to be built during the recession. So that's where there's going to be a lag because, you know, even though the economy is growing, there's not enough demand to fill up all that empty office space. So if you're in that part of the construction sector, it's going to grow, um, maybe even contract this year, 
uh, and, but definitely not be going uh, in the same direction as the overall economy. So it does depend on which part of the construction sector we are talking hmm. about. Hmm. So how much of this is in, I mean, when you're talking construction, you're talking residential, we're talking mostly new builds, right? Edmonton and Calgary are, are growing outward, we're, we're spreading, we're, we're taking up more space. Uh, I guess is that the bulk of what we're talking about here is new home builds on the edges of cities? Well, that is a significant piece of it. There's also the uh, uh, government side, so there's construction of schools and hospitals and mm. transit. And then there's the um, in, uh, industrial side. Uh, you know, oil sands would be a good example. Um, at $50, $60, oil just isn't quite attracting the investment it was. So the construction that would take place around a major oil sands project um, is not coming back in the way that uh, we would have hoped. Um, so that's one area of construction that's not residential. But it's also going to take a while to, it might not get back to where it was for quite some time. Okay. Um, now, obviously, when the construction sector is humming, the you know oil prices are high, the economy is doing well here in Alberta. We're we're drawing in tradespeople from across Western Canada, even out you know Ontario or the Maritimes. Uh, but right now, the unemployment rate is uh, a little higher than usual, isn't it? Yeah. Overall, and particularly in the construction sector, it's still you know, hovering around 9%. Um, and when we're booming, it's the opposite problem. A lot of labor shortages on the construction side. And that's why if there is an upside to this, it's, it's a small one, which is if you're looking to get some construction done, maybe you're a business who wants to invest in a new building or do some home renovations, now is probably a better time to, to look, uh, you know, throw some business towards the construction sector because they're going to be um, less waiting lists and more uh, better, maybe some better deals out there um, for your listeners who, who want to get some construction done at this point in time. Uh, I guess because if unemployment rate is that high, I'm going to assume then that uh, wages aren't, uh, there's less pressure on wages than there was when it was hard, you know, good help was hard to find? Absolutely. The two are are moving in tandem. So wages in the construction sector, again, overall, the average is down. There might still be some components of the sector. You know, you might, if you're uh, a road work and transit are two things that are continuing, so they might be doing okay, but overall, wages are down in the construction sector. And again, that's you know an opportunity to say, hey, maybe we can get some, some work done um, a little cheaper than, than during the boom. Hmm. Um, I mean, oil prices have bounced back quite a bit. I haven't looked at it uh, recently. I'm just trying to go from memory here, but I'm thinking we're in the $60 range. Um, so should, yes, should, sure. shouldn't, shouldn't things be going better if oil has bounced back to that level? It definitely helps, and that's why we're going to see some improvement, for example, on the residential side. But even with oil bouncing back much better than where it was, it's not enough. We're still not seeing people pouring into the province like they did during the boom, which will increase housing demand. We also have houses that were built that are still being absorbed. So it takes some time for that to catch up. And again, even though oil prices are higher, it's not enough to sort of launch those mega projects that were driving a lot of construction activity up in Fort Mac and, and other oil sands developments. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talk recently. Well, actually, uh, before we get to that, I wanted to just bring this up. You mentioned people starting to move back to Alberta because it reminds me there was the story, I think it was maybe a month or two ago, uh, where, you know, Alberta for two years, eight straight quarters, we'd had a net outflow of people moving to other provinces. And now for the first time, I think it was maybe in the fall, I think is what the numbers were a snapshot of yeah. was the fall, where for the first time we finally had a a surplus, more people moving to Alberta than moving away. I would assume something like that would uh, be good news for this construction sector that's a little bit slow and has this higher uh, unemployment rate. 
and, and it is good news. The only the only downside is that um, you know it, it took until the third quarter of last year to get back into the positive, and it was just a trickle on the positive side. You know, less than a thousand people net moving to Alberta from other provinces. Um, whereas prior to uh, the recession, we were getting five, ten thousand people a quarter on a net basis added mm-hmm. to our population from the rest of Canada. So we're still growing in terms of you know we have more births than deaths and international immigration. But again, it's not it's not at the level that it was. So if you're in the construction sector, things are still still going to feel much slower, even though they're better. They're still not back to where they were just a few years ago. Now, Alberta. I mean, we we know it. Anybody who's lived here for any length of time knows it. That we. We have this real roller coaster. It's a bit of a boom and bust economy. Uh, now that we're starting to bounce back a little bit, are we getting? Is there a sweet spot that we could maybe one day hit in Alberta? And how, and how close are we to it? Well, it, you know, it, it it all depends on sort of which part of the economy you're in. Yeah. Um, you know, there are there are there is a downside when you're growing really really fast. It can be hard to keep up in terms of infrastructure and and wages do go up. So if you're an employer, it can put a lot of pressure on you. Um, and then, you know, we would like it to be a little bit, if we could smooth it out over time, that would be ideal. Um, but, you know, stronger economies is, is better. So if we keep these oil prices high, um, you know, in the 60s and maybe get into the 70s, that would really be, I'm not sure if it's the sweet spot, but it would be a good spot for Alberta to be in. Um, we don't necessarily have to get back to the days where oil was over $100 and averaging in the 90s. Um, we can do pretty well um, if it stays, you know, in the 60s, 70s. All things being equal, we have some other issues like pipelines and and other other challenges. But um, we're getting closer to maybe maybe that sweet spot if we, if we do just a little bit better, um, and if we could sustain it, ideal. Now you mentioned pipelines. Obviously, uh, big construction projects are a, a, a big feeder for the construction industry here in Edmonton. I mean, we've had some major projects, uh, you know, the arena, and we got the museum that's opening here in the next bit, and, and things like that. Um, what's next? I mean, do we have any major projects going on in the, in the... And you talk about the oil sands and investment there. Are there any major projects on the horizon that, that the construction sector can point to and say, good news, we've got, we've got this major thing coming and that will provide, you know, lots of jobs for the next couple of years while this big infrastructure or, you know, oil sands investment gets built? Well, this one, this is where the news is a bit of a mixed bag because there are still some large projects, uh, some transit uh, uh, going forth in both the big cities, um, some of these pipeline projects are not all happening in Alberta, but um, there is construction there. And there's still a lot of, you know, even during the downturn and right now, we still have more construction activity per capita in Alberta than any other province in the country. It just doesn't feel that way because we're used to even more. So there's still a lot of construction going on. Um, and some projects, um, especially, you know, the public infrastructure spending is continuing, um, which some of that would happen on an annual basis, but there's an extra push um, at all three levels of government to put some money into infrastructure. So that part of the construction sector, um, you know, projects around hospitals and schools um, and road work and transit, uh, still some major uh, initiatives in that area. What we're not seeing is we're not probably going to see another major office tower go up in either Calgary or Edmonton um, in the next little bit. And so that sector is going to cool off as, as those projects are completed. Right. We talked a lot uh, so far today about oil prices and how you can tie, you know, the rise and fall of the oil prices to investment and to ultimately the, the health of uh, Alberta's construction sector. Governments love to talk about diversifying the economy. They've been talking about it for years. Uh, the NDP government also obviously um, is, is trying to do that, as other governments have also tried to do. 
when you get when you make those sorts of investments to try to diversify the economy, um, does does that help the construction sector, or is it pretty much it's always tied to oil and always will be? Well, it it, it is a tough one because I do think it helps. It's just what are the orders of magnitude and diversifying the economy? Anytime if that diversification means there's more successful businesses and more people working at good jobs, it's all to the good. Um, it does take a long time, though, because the magnitude of our oil and gas sector, um, you know, it's, it's equivalent to size of the entire manufacturing sector in Ontario. Um, so if we wanted to chip away at that over time and sort of diversify, it takes a lot of small businesses and new initiatives to even make a dent in that. So a small downturn in the oil patch takes a lot of new economic activity to, to make that up. And vice versa, when the oil patch and gas patch are doing well, um, it can kind of dwarf other things. So diversification, um, you know, it's a valid objective, but it's a it's it's the long term it's a long term strategy. And you know, we've made some progress in Alberta. We've got lots of interesting things. You know, Agri food is one where we have, we used to grow a lot of food. Now we process a lot of food. So um, there are areas where it, it can gain a foothold and, and do well. Often based on things we're already doing, like agriculture and um, you know, even in the oil and gas sector, uh, offering services and technology to other countries. Those kind of diversification efforts. Hmm. All right. Rob, now, I, I can never end a conversation with an economist without asking them to dig out their crystal ball. Uh, so you, you've been talking a bit about, you know, the snapshot of where we are now, and construction is 9% of uh, real GDP in 2016, 10.5% of jobs, so just giving us a sense of how big it is, and then how, you know, we kind of, it, it took a dive, I guess, during the downturn, and, and maybe is slowly starting to come back up, but we're not anywhere near the boom. If you had to look ahead to 2018, uh, there's, you know, we've got we've got tradespeople, we've got builders, you know, listening right now. What do you see in store for the next, you know, 12 months or so here in Alberta for construction? I think overall, um, the construction sector is, is going to be better off than it was in the real downturn of 2015, 2016. Um, but there will be some parts that don't feel that way, especially if you're involved in those big. Um, commercial building uh, office tower uh, construction, you might find yourself wondering, well, what's next? Because there isn't another one uh, lined up. But overall, there there will be more homes built. There will be um, public infrastructure built. So it'll feel still like a slow recovery, but um, going in the right direction in 2018, but just not going quite fast enough to make it feel like uh, to get everybody back to work, which would be which would, what we really want. Okay. Rob, thanks a lot for your time today. You bet. Thank you very much, Ben. Have a great rest of the day. All right. Thank you. That's uh, Rob Roach, uh, Director of Insight, Economics and Research at ATB Financial on the weekly segment, The Hoot, here on 630 Chad. It's 3.53 on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. Brenton Dreger in for uh, Andrew and Jaylene. Just wrapped up our conversation with Rob Roach from ATB Financial. Text to 6.30, 6.30 says there's a big power line going in from Fort Mac area past Slave Lake south to the Edmonton area. So there you go, referencing a, a big infrastructure project going in that uh, creates construction jobs here in Alberta. And as far as the oil prices, a couple texts saying, the news is the oil sands production is discounted 25 to $27 below the U.S. market price. And another one saying, keep in mind, 
World oil prices are in the $60 a barrel, but our Canadian oil is being sold at a discount in the $40 a barrel to the States. That's why we need to build pipelines to diversify and expand our customer base so we can make more profit as a province and a country. That one from MC at 6.30. 6.30. Yep, that's the big thing. Got to get your uh, oil to Tidewater. And of course, you've, you know, you've heard this government talk about that as well making sure you can get your uh, your oil shipped so you don't have to sell it at that steeply discounted rate. Um, wanted to circle back to this because earlier today, if you were listening between two and three, we had the, uh, the energy efficiency panel. We had Robin Webb from the city, uh, the city's energy transition unit or the EnerGuide program. Maybe you've heard about the EnerGuide program where you can get the, uh, the home audit and they can tell you, you know, where you're, where you're leaking cold air or where your insulation sucks, where you need to upgrade your windows or whatnot. We had uh, Colin Gnip with Ideal Insulation talking about, well, basically the attic is suspect number one when you're looking to upgrade. And Peter Amarongan uh, with Habitat Studio, so they deal a lot with net zero homes and that sort of stuff. But they do some retrofitting too, if, if, uh, if that's what you're interested in. But we had them in to talk a bit about how to make your home more energy efficient and, and where you should start. But it kind of raised a question for me, and I'd be I'd, I'd love to hear your stories on this because, uh, as we were talking earlier, I recently bought a new home. So we just moved in. We were doing some renovations before we got in there. And anytime you uh, buy a home that's new to you, I should say not a new home, a, a new to you home. This house was forty some years old, but uh, you just you find some quirks, you find some unusual things. Uh, there are some things you move in and you say, oh, I'm really glad, you know, I love that floor. Beautiful hardwood floor in this home. Really love the hardwood floor. I'm excited to, that, it, you know, we were able to keep it and salvage it. But some other really weird things. Uh, and so I'd love to hear your story. 6.30, 6.30, if you want to text me. When you've moved into a new place, what kind of quirks have you discovered? So let me give you an example. Of course, you know, this home, so 40-some years old, it was lived in by a, an older woman who was moving from there into a retirement home. So, she, you know, the, the home had some updating to do. And, of course, I mean, this home was built in the 70s, so it had the themed colored bathrooms. So there was the purple bathroom. And when I say purple, like, I mean, like, lilac, like lilac toilet. And, of course, the tile and the vanity, uh, the backsplash to match. So beautiful... <clears throat> Used to be beautiful purple bathroom. And then another one that was green. You know, like late 70s, early 80s green. I don't really know what color it is, uh, but but green bathroom. The other thing is, weird little quirk, between the ensuite and the master bath, they share a wall, but there's actually a window between the two bathrooms. You know, it's up, let's say, six feet high, just above your head. And it's got these sliding panes. So it's not sealed or anything, but these sliding panes so you could open it. I don't know if it's to let light in from one bathroom to the other. I don't know if it's because the ensuite doesn't have a fan. And so you can, you know, go to the bathroom, slide open the window, run around and turn the fan on. Anyway, we have a toddler who locked the bathroom door and then closed the bathroom behind her. And we didn't, and it's not the kind that uses the nail to pop it open. It takes the special key and we don't know where the key is. So we were hooped. Finally, yesterday, it panned out. I, I made it happen. I, I actually cl- went into the ensuite bathroom, climbed up on the vanity, took out the panels, and like Jason Bourne, crammed my body through that hole just to get into the uh, master bath. 
to unlock the door. So in that case, those weird panels finally panned out. But I want to know your story. What is, what is the quirk that you've discovered in a home that you've moved into, those weird quirks of a, of a newly bought, newly discovered home? We'll get into those. We'd love to hear some of your stories here on 630 Chad. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.